Welcome, you're listening to Sansish. Where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine. To become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Aaron O'Dowd. Hello and welcome. This is Aaron O'Dowd, and you're listening to Sanseet. On today's show, we have Swami At Mavitananda. He is the vice president of the Kriya Yoga organization. He is a teacher of the Kriya Yoga meditation and teaches the various techniques to perform this beautiful meditation. Welcome to the show, Swami At Mavitananda. Everything is fine. We are ready for interview. Can you describe to us a bit about your, your journey and how it all began? I was born in a very spiritual family. My parents uh, were very devoted to a realized master. And in fact, they had uh, asked a blessing because they didn't have a son, so they wanted a son. That's how they brought me with their spiritual practice. And uh, when I was around five years old, my father gave me some mantra and he taught me some spiritual discipline. So I was practicing from that time and uh, when I reached, when I completed my schooling, then I met one of uh, long-time disciple of my master, current ma- my master, Baba Hariharanandaji. And he, first he taught me some yogic practices for a few years and then he brought me to my master, Paramahansa Hariharanandaji, and got me initiated into Kriya Yoga. So spiritual life had been... Uh, part of my daily life from right from the beginning and uh, I had decided to uh, dedicate my life uh, being a monk for the humanity to help them and uh, not only to progress in my life but also to help others to rise in their spiritual life so that's how it's a peaceful and a very beautiful life a continuous journey a happy life what was it like growing up in a spiritual environment? So this is really a blessing because uh, it is uh, said that if you want to grow spiritually, the environment has its own impact and it is very important because just like uh, a seed is there, but if it does not get the proper uh, environment and um, proper uh, arc, so ground, so it, it cannot sprout. So that's how if we get this uh, spiritual environment, lot of things are taken care of and we have less obstacles because when in the family people are supportive, it really makes our journey very easy and uh, very beautiful. In becoming a marketing expert, did you feel that um, God was helping you throughout your childhood in some way? <laughs> that's... Uh, <laughs> Actually, I came to marketing field because I wanted to uh, help more and more people and that was the field which gave a really change in my personality. I was not so outspoken before. In fact, I didn't want to do a job and my spiritual teacher asked me that, no, you should do a job for a few years before you go to monastic life because you should see the world first. If He said that if you are successful in this worldly life, then only you'll be successful in a spiritual life. 
So he he told me to do a job. So that's how I did marketing job also for almost closer to nine years. And that has helped me because when I'm meeting with people, I can understand them, their problems, and also in a much better way, I can present the things. So that's also a blessing. It is indeed. What was it like meeting Paramahansa Hari Harananda for the first time? Oh, that's a awesome. That's a beautiful experience. Uh, I had not met him, and before that, I had already accepted him as my guru or my master because my spiritual teacher had told that he is your master. I am not your master. When I met uh, Paramahansa Hari Harananda first time, I had no imagination that how he would be. But uh, the moment I saw him, it was like I was looking at a thousand watts neon lamp. It was glowing and emanating so much peace. And just in a moment, I could immediately feel that this is the moment and he is my real master. And he is a realized master. No doubt that anybody who had come in his contact has felt unconditional love so much peace, he could immediately lift the, um, our state of mind to a higher state. Amazing personality. In 2002, you decided to enter full-time life of spirituality through taking renunciation. What was that like decision to make? Oh, in fact, I had decided already to uh, lead a monastic life when I was uh, nine years old and I had told my family members. So it was just a preparation. I was waiting for the right moment when the master would call because I didn't know which organization, which ashram, where I would be. I knew that I would be a monk, surely. But uh, I was just waiting. So in 2000, uh, I met the current master of our lineage, Paramahansa Pragyanamanji. And immediately I told him that, Baba, I had been practicing meditation. And uh, I'm waiting for uh, joining the ashram life as a renunciate. And he said, yes, you can come and join. Then I started winding up my <laughs> professional responsibilities and some family responsibilities. And in 2002, uh, there was a uh, residential Brahmachari training course, which is a monastic training course in India. So I went there and just stayed there. I never went back to home then. You, you say from a young age you knew you were doing this. How did it feel going through life to get to this exact point? This training was uh, really nice because uh, I studied a lot of scriptures, uh, which I had never studied before in my professional life. And uh, since then, this is the most beautiful life I wanted. And uh, no doubt, there is a lot of peace and uh, spiritual uh, progress as compared to the previous years. This is the real life, I would say. Of course, I can say clearly that uh, living in a professional life um, for almost nine years in the world, that was a good life. I enjoyed that and very successfully. But this is better life. In, in looking back at everything to this point, would you change anything or tell your younger self anything not to do? No, I, I always uh, try to inspire the youngsters that uh, life is precious, every breath is precious and uh, we should uh, not waste our time because time is money also. And 
we should take right decision at right time and i try to inspire them that be successful in the world as my teacher did but at the same time think of some uh, spiritual discipline also it will make you more successful it doesn't matter whether you want to be a monastic or you want to live in the world but the spiritual discipline certainly a part of our life and we should uh, take care of that aspect also what is kriya yoga well kriya yoga as you know that there are two words kriya and uh, yoga yoga the common meaning of this word is uh, union and union with what union means there should be two so it is a union of body and soul union of uh, you can say microcosm with macrocosm and uh, union of our individual consciousness with cosmic consciousness so that state of union is yoga and kriya has two syllables kri and ya kri has come from sanskrit root word kru kru means to do or action activities and ya means divinity so kriya means to perceive to experience divinity in every action of our life and in fact when we say we are doing some action who is really doing not this body because when there is no breath in this body it is dead body it cannot function so the power of god which is constantly flowing within us through the breath that power of god is ya and kri means activity so this is kriya means not only some some techniques to practice but it is an attitude to live it in this world that i'm constantly united with god in each and every activity and how can we practice this or where can we practice it so uh, we have um, worldwide organization uh, we have certain uh, ashrams we call it monasteries and uh, throughout the world we have many kriya centers so we have our website uh, www.kriya.org and uh, wherever people are living in the world they can just go on this website and see which is the closest center and we have many monastic as well as householder beautiful teachers who go and teach kriya yoga as i also travel throughout uh, the year almost uh, half of the globe so we go and teach those who are very interested to learn kriya yoga and that's how they can uh, either they can come to monasteries or in the nearby centers whenever there are some uh, initiation programs they can go to the teacher and learn it how can somebody reach the level that you are a swami what what levels are required <laughs> in our organization to be a swami means first one has to be initiated into kriya yoga and then one has to complete at least 3 months residential uh, brahmachari training course which is mostly happening in india and this is the only year when we are trying to do it in the month of june in miami homestead where i live and after completion of the this monastic training the master of our lineage uh, he uh, permits that if, if somebody is interested in living so one has to leave after the training at least 3 to 5 years and we call them trainee trainee monk then after 5 years one can become a monk or a swami and then one can continue so this is how one has to build up the spiritual discipline in life 
what happens when you let's just say you reach to that level and what happens when you get to the state of Swami? Really speaking, it is just uh, a title. People say that you are Swami, you are respected. But what I feel, it doesn't make any difference except our own inner group, our spiritual progress. And for that, uh, one doesn't need really to be a Swami always. It depends on our own uh, spiritual practice, how much... Uh, time we devote and how intensity, how much intensity we have in our practice. So depending on one progresses. But yes, uh, being a monastic, I have added advantage that we get the like-minded people around us, and uh, it helps a lot to create a beautiful environment for more meditation, more discipline. I see. And what happens day-to-day uh, -day life as a as a teacher or a swami? Our life is really busy. Like sometimes. Um, some people ask me that, oh, they want to become monastic, but this is really hectic, but very active and busy life. We will begin our day with um, morning prayers, and it's just some short Vedic prayers uh, at uh, 5 o'clock. So we get up at 4 and uh, start 5 o'clock prayer and then longer meditation. And we have three times meditation every day. So we, we meditate and those who visit ashrams or when we do the programs on weekends, we also make people meditate with us together. And apart from that, we have some seva means voluntary service for the community as well as uh, our own responsibilities within the monasteries, different departments. For example, I look after the publication, editing work also, but the master writes uh, at least four books, five books every year. So I also help in that. So we have a very busy schedule until 10, 10, 10 o'clock in the night. Wow, that's a very busy, busy day. In the monastery, you, you guys eat vegetarian food. Um, does that also help the progress of your growth or is it does food matter? If I eat meat or not meat, does that matter? I would say that because I was born in a uh, priest family in India and uh, by birth I'm vegetarian. And so also in our monasteries we eat only vegetarian food. But truly speaking, if we talk up from the Kriya perspective, uh, to practice uh, spiritual discipline, it does not matter much what food we have. Yes, uh, at a certain level you may feel little difference. But uh, in the beginning, it doesn't matter much. When we go more deeper into meditation, we might feel a little bit, but that's fine. So we really, when we teach Kriya Yoga or we practice Kriya Yoga, we do not give much stress on the food because my master always said that uh, your food is your food and uh, it's better to practice first. And uh, when we practice, we come to know automatically that what food is more conducive to our practice instead of forcing there should be a natural transformation you guys go through all different scriptures um is there a particular scripture or um text that that you love to read time after time if we talk about scriptures it's a vast ocean even one cannot completely read all the scriptures in one's lifetime so what is the basic scripture? We call it that, um, as you know, the Vedas are considered to be the oldest ancient scriptures available in the human society. And the essence of Veda is Upanishads, and the essence of Upanishad is Bhagavad Gita. And our masters, right from uh, Lahiri Mahashe, and all the masters, they have written commentary on Bhagavad Gita, 
and they also have recommended that every kriyavan must read this beautiful book of bhagavad gita which is uh, direct teaching of lord krishna because bhagavad gita has answer to all the questions which we have in our life at any stage so this is very simple book and it has nothing to do with any religion even just like kriya yoga is not a religion but it is a yogic practice scientific technique so also bhagavad gita is very neutral and uh, it is for all so that's a basic book i would recommend that one can read and when one gets more interest uh, one can read uh, yoga sutra patanjali that is the basic book of uh, anybody who is practices yoga which also speak about the practice the goal and uh, certain values in life some some observances we have to follow for discipline if you could tell anybody one particular item or topic that you have learned or you you read or it comes to mind what would it be in bhagavad gita 13th chapter there are 20 spiritual values which are mentioned and uh, there are three verses which one must read and these uh, verses they just talk about uh, the beautiful qualities that one should bring this uh, as a discipline in one's life so that is uh, one thing i can say and uh, in uh, yoga sutra patanjali there are yama and niyama which is the very basic preparation and it continues throughout our life the yama and niyama that is uh, to be practiced together yama means the five observances when we live in the society with others and uh, niyama also five observances or the values which we need to practice for ourselves so these are the 10 uh, beautiful values which include uh, Uh, non-violence uh, non-stealing and truthfulness like this uh, and morality like this so these these values are very important which are the basic uh, you can say foundation of any uh, our spiritual life no matter in which discipline we are so these two things are uh, good for a beginning and to be practiced throughout the life when you guys travel around the world how do you continue your um, practice or is there ways of getting around it. Well, Kriya Yoga is such a beautiful uh, practice that you can practice it 24 hours. And as I said that this is to feel presence of divinity in every activity. So whatever we do when we teach, when we read, when we uh, travel, we always uh, remain that higher consciousness by watching our own breath, feeling presence of God. So So this practice one can maintain throughout and uh, whenever there is time for example when we are in the flight so we meditate there also and when we guide meditation we also meditate and guide so it's kind of a continuous practice we we maintain sometimes it is hard but uh, surely if you want we can we find time for our own Uh, value and we get up early so we compensate for our travel also so this way we can maintain our practice is there anything else you would like to add or feel that would be valuable to the listeners for me all are same because we all are children of god and uh, there's no difference i said that this practice which i had been doing kriya yoga it is the most beautiful uh, practice which is a scientific technique which is uh, non sectarian and it gives immediate benefits although i had practiced many other uh, yogic uh, 
techniques before I came to Kriya Yoga. I had seen many realized masters and monks also, but uh, this is something different, which gives the immediate benefit. And my master used to say that Kriya Yoga is the quickest, shortest, and surest means of self-realization. And this is what I have also experienced. This is the fastest technique and it's completely scientific. So there was a time in ancient time, if you read the scriptures, uh, it says that everybody living on the earth planet was practicing this technique of uh, Kriya Yoga. So I wish that whether we are from any country, any uh, part of the globe, we all should practice this scientific technique to bring more peace, more um, calmness and divinity and divine love into our life. That is, that is beautiful. Thank you, Swami Advitnananda, for coming on to the show and um, sharing what you have to share and your stories. And um, it's been a, a pleasure having you on. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm praying to God. I'm praying to all the uh, saints and sages of all religions that uh, let we all grow in love. We let we all develop more harmony, better understanding, and let me all uh, realize our own self and live a beautiful, loving life helping each other. Excellent. Beautiful. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansish.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansish Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.